Hello, and welcome to the Dietitian Cafe, brought to you by Nuoutra, the innovative medical nutrition company dedicated to improving patients' lives through specialised and affordable supplements. My name is Corinne Toyne, and I'm a registered dietitian and marketing specialist at HRS Communications. Today, I'm delighted to be chatting to a dietitian who works in a slightly unusual setting. In 2022, Reshma Patel was invited to set up her clinic, The Dietitian, in London's iconic Harrods. In this episode, we'll chat to Reshma about the beginnings of her clinic and what it looks like day to day, as well as discussing the work she does within Harrods outside of the one-to-one clinics, such as product development and supporting employee well-being. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get stuck in, I'll hand over to you to introduce yourself further. Thank you, Corinne. Like you mentioned, I'm currently working in private practice at Harrods. However, my dietetic experience also spans through the NHS, social enterprise and private practice. So I've got over 15 years experience working in different locations and I specialise in weight loss, pregnancy care and diabetes remission. Majority of my clients will be high net worth individuals, the global royals, Um, top FTSE 100 executives and everyone that fits in between those. I'm also the host for the Dietitian Bites podcast, a certified personal performance coach and a TEDx speaker. Wow, what a career you've had so far. Sounds amazing. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So as usual, we'll get started with a few quick fire questions to get to know you a little better. The first one is, would you prefer dinner in a restaurant or a takeaway on the sofa? Definitely in a restaurant. Um, I couldn't imagine uh, having to order a takeaway and then cleaning up and doing all the washing. So I'm all about the experience. It has to be in a restaurant. Lovely. And do you have a favourite restaurant in London or anywhere else? So for me, anything that's kind of Pan-Asian or Chinese, I do love that kind of food. So I'm open to finding new places. I don't have a favourite, but I do like going to the kind of Asian dining places. Love it. And the second question is, what's your current film recommendation? Oh, this is a really difficult one, uh, only because I don't really watch films. Um, I'm not someone that's ever got into it or watched it from from my childhood. However, having children means I do spend a lot of time in front of the TV. So if I had to say one, I'm going to give you The Greatest Showman, only because that's what we've been watching recently, or any kind of Christmas film, any Christmas movie that comes out. I feel like I'm a bit of a sucker for it. Greatest Showman is such a good film. Love a bit of Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman. Yep. Just love the songs as well. Brilliant choice. <laughs> I'm on the sing-along bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So to kick things off, could you tell us a bit more about when and how you set up your clinic in Harrods and what did the process look like? Okay, so the clinic was set up obviously only a year ago. Um, I have been in Harrods prior to setting up under my own brand, under somebody else's brand. And unfortunately, with COVID and lockdown, Harrods came to a standstill. And it was one of the first times Harrods actually closed its doors, um, like everyone else. So a lot of the services left. And as we started back up, Harrods uh, got hold of me and they just said, would you like to come back under your own brand? Um, I wasn't ready at the time for such a big commitment and thinking, oh, going under your own brand. I didn't actually know what that meant. So my initial response was, no, I'm good. Thank you. I I was happy working for myself, working back in the NHS. uh, And I didn't I didn't give it another thought. And then they contacted me again and they called me in for a meeting. So I thought I should 
probably go in. Also, I do know know them all, so it'd be a bit rude not to uh, attend a meeting. So I went in and they said, look, we really need to have a nutrition offering. We're a wellness clinic and we don't have, you know, one of the biggest services that people ask us for. So I gave it thought and I said to them, I'm very happy to come back, but I don't actually know what it means as your own brand. So had they said you'd be employed by us and you're an employee, I kind of get that. I work for Harrods. However, the own brand bit, um, let me, you know, it was a bit scary. I was like, what do, what do you mean? I mean, I don't have a name. I don't know who I am. Do I come under my own name? But nobody really knows me. So the first thing I did is found a branding expert who could teach me the process of what it means to be a brand. Uh, so just even thinking about the name, I was like, oh, I don't know what kind of name I want. And I decided that I'd go with the dietitian uh, at the time, not realizing that, you know, it being a protected title, you're going to have to go through a few hurdles before you can call yourself the dietitian. Um, so I, yeah, I had to go through branding, speak to the HCPC, allow myself to get the domain, the dietitian.com. So there's a lot of practical and logistic things. But now when I look back at it, the biggest part of getting into Harrods was very legal. It was all the insurance and VAT and having, you know, your accounts in place and just, just the logistics of actually starting a business, which I felt like I almost got pushed into when I said, yes, I'll come back in. Mm. What a strong domain name though, the dietitian just says exactly, you know, who you are and what you do. I think it's great. And yeah, obviously, you know, sometimes these things are unexpected, but here you are and it looks like it's going really well. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Were you the first dietitian or nutrition offering at Harrods? And if so, what was the impetus for Harrods to invite a dietitian in? So I think I am the first and only um, nutrition professional to be in Harrods at the moment. Um, we do, They don't usually take anyone that's not registered or, you know, they want you to be um, accredited by a governing body. So I think it would be really difficult for someone that didn't have the accreditation to go into Harrods, um, especially with it being a medical clinic. Everyone there is registered. And as I mentioned, they needed a nutrition offering. It's a wellness clinic that provides lots of wellness, aesthetic treatments um, and advice. And they didn't have anyone to cover the nutrition bit. So for me, I guess it was, you know, there was a gap in the market. They decided to have me and everything just fit into place. Great. And you mentioned briefly there some of the challenges that you faced. But if you could pick one, what was the biggest challenge that you had when setting the clinic up? I think now looking back at it, it really was letting people know that a clinic exists. It's a very strange location to have something so medical in there. You know, when people think of Harrods, they think of the number one thing that comes to mind is like a tourist attraction and then a place to go and buy things, luxury items. But you wouldn't think that you could get treatments or medical advice in Harrods. So for me, it was making people aware that we have a dietitian that sits in Harrods that can give you advice. And I still that's still one of my challenges to this day. Yeah, building awareness and marketing tactics and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. But sounds like you're doing a really good job so far. So um, clearly you're, you're on the right path. And in clinic then, so in terms of a day-to-day -day, uh, work setting for you, what does that look like? Obviously very varied. I usually don't know what's going to be in my diary. I don't necessarily manage my own diary. I do have access to it, but we have a team that manage um, the diary for me. 
So we have my number one thing is looking after clients. I am the only dietitian. Uh, I don't have a team that work with me. So clients is my number one priority. So I'll have a clinic day or sometimes it just depends. We can get on the spot referrals from different departments. If I'm in the clinic, I can see them immediately. If not, they're put into my diary. So working with clients is my um, every day. On top of that, I might do uh, meetings where you're collaborating with somebody to help them with their product launch or you're giving them information on products. So a lot of joint ventures. I work closely with Harrods Food, which is a whole different department in Harrods. Uh, So when I work with them, it really is about new products, product labeling. You're working with food scientists. We're looking at trends and patterns of um, buying in Harrods and what would work, what doesn't necessarily work too well. Um, liaising with other healthcare professionals about clients. You get to know your clients really well in the clinic and we share a lot of clients. So it might be that I go into the equivalent of an MDT meeting to discuss um, the best treatments for particular clients. We also look after families. So discussing what the treatment would look like for the whole family if we're going to take them on board. Um, a lot of things on my own, like in my room, I'll be writing articles or giving expert opinions on something. So there's a lot of um, writing that goes in and then admin from my notes. So not too dissimilar to what I did as a dietitian in the NHS, but allowing, you know, time for meeting clients for a longer period of time or having meetings that are very extended has become my norm. Yeah, that sounds so varied. I went to Harrods Food Hall recently and that is just my absolute dream. I love it there. So much good food. So if you get to visit there often, I'm very, very jealous. (laughs) I mean, I'm down there every single single day. Oh my God. It's obviously not great for my pocket because you want to try everything and product launches. You really want to give it a go. But I just realized that I end up doing everything in Harrods, which is which is quite expensive <laughs> yeah okay I can I can understand yeah and are your uh all your clients face-to-face or do you provide virtual consultations as well actually very few are face-to-face now that we've gone into that era of having virtual consultations um my clients are very happy to see me virtually they don't necessarily want to come in they might come in once a month so I would say actually majority of my clients now have gone virtual and with it being global We get clients, you know, uh, messaging in from the Middle East and America to ask for consultations. So very much virtual. Mm. That surprises me. I would have thought that most people would come in to see you. But it is interesting. Maybe that's the way of the world now that most consultations are kind of moving towards a digital uh, approach. So... Yeah, Yeah, it feels lovely because the only thing you're going to get by seeing me is you get to weigh yourself on the scales. And now... Mm. That's not the most important thing in my clinic. A lot of people aren't that bothered about the number on the scales, so they don't need to physically come in. And also, it's just such a long journey for some people with, you know, Mm -hmm. delays in their work. This just means you can do it from the comfort of your own home, which I love. Sure. Okay, that's that's great to know. And are clients ever referred to you by other healthcare professionals, so their GP, or is it all self-referral? We do get referrals from um, other specialists, um, you know, uh, professionals, I suppose, uh, especially if people want to do like fat loss treatments. For example, we've got doctors and we do do fat loss treatments in Harrods. Usually they'll always refer the clients to me first to have the whole lifestyle and dietary intervention. If they've already had the treatment, the referral will come through for how you can keep longevity of your treatment. 
Um, so there's definitely a lot of cross referral with my diabetes remission program. You can self-refer, but majority of the referrals are coming through from GPs. Um, they'll see their clients if they have diabetes and, and they're happy to do uh, private treatment, then we'll get referral. Midwives too do a lot of referral for clients that are more interested in how to nurture themselves through their pregnancy. So all my pregnant ladies are referred from uh, midwives. So there are lots of people, lots of different ways to do the referrals. And then, yeah, if they hear about it, then they can just book in their own appointments as well. Okay. So why Harrods then? What do you think are the main benefits to providing a service like this are at Harrods? I think one of the biggest benefits Harrods gives is it's all under one roof. What I find with Harrods clients is they're doing their local grocery shop in Harrods, their clothing shops there. They might be renting their homes and um, doing business through Harrods as well. So it makes sense for them to have their healthcare and medical through Harrods. Um, it's all, it's just convenient. It's all under one roof. A lot of our clients are locals. So, you know, Harrods is their local. Uh, and for our international clients, they're Harrods clientele. So it makes sense for them to then have everything just mm -hmm. in one place. Okay, nice. So now we have a better idea of your setup at Harrods. Let's touch on the sort of advice that your clients are seeking. Are there any key patient groups that you tend to see in clinic? I think they fall into three big categories. So I've got my weight management, you know, standard weight loss or trying something um, to improve themselves aesthetically. It's not not necessarily clients that are overweight that come to see me. Uh, we have pregnancy, the pregnancy program. So anyone who's trying to get pregnant or are pregnant or post-pregnancy, I'll look after them. And the third one is diabetes remission. So there are mm -hmm. three big categories. Apart from that, I do see clients that just really want to improve their peak performance. And, you know, people are all about longevity nowadays. They want to know how they can live to 100 or what they can do to uh, improve their skin and improve their overall well-being. And they'll be my more general clients that come in to ask me questions or, you know, have maybe six sessions on improving their gut microbiome. And it's very knowledge-based for those clients. So we have three obvious categories that they fall into and then everyone slides it in between all of that mm, okay that's so interesting that healthy aging is such a trend from a clinic point of view as well so i've seen it a lot in terms of you know um, marketing campaigns and uh, content on social media but it's really interesting that patients are coming to you and asking about how they can live longer yeah, I think it's a perfect setting. So you wouldn't be critically ill and come to Harrods. You wouldn't be unwell in any way before you came into Harrods. So a lot of our clients are actually really, really well. They're people that want to age well, live longer, travel more, um, lots of you know goals, desires, wants that they're trying to work towards. And they don't want health to be the factor that stops them from getting there. So they're really mm -hmm. invested in almost prevention rather than cure. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting to know. And, and, you know, arguably that's how we all should be really thinking about our lifestyle in terms of prevention rather than cure. So, yeah. And you've previously worked at NHS. How do these clinics and the way you conduct them differ to the NHS clinics that you used to run? I'll say the biggest difference is time. So where mm -hmm. I'm time bound in NHS clinics and you only get a certain time per appointment. And if it's a follow-up, it's even shorter. Here, we get the luxury of 45 minutes to an hour per session. 
it's usually no shorter. So the clients are booked in for that time if they use all the time. Great. If they don't use all the time, that's fine as well. But they get a lot of time. So you really get to know your clients. And from a behavior change point of view, I think that's what I have always missed out on. If I really want to change my client's behavior, I want to ask really detailed questions, get to know their life, get to know them a lot more to be able to really personalize what's going to work for them. And private practice has allowed me to do that. I'm sure all of us listening that are healthcare professionals can relate to what you just said there around the challenges of time and how amazing it is when you do have more time with someone to really understand their lifestyle and and the barriers um, that they face in terms of their nutrition. So that's great that you do get that longer time period per patient. Um, So yeah. And how do you think your past experiences in the NHS have set you up well to work in your clinic now? Having worked in the NHS and being able to work with the MDT teams, I can now do the same model in in Harrods. And that's great from a referral point of view, because actually you get more clients in. It's great from a sales point of view because you're all working together. So, you know, you're building a healthcare package for that client. But I think I got my skills from the NHS. Um, there's no other place where you get to see like five, six different professionals in one place. And you know, there are at least five, six different um, professionals in Harrods. So we get together. I think, you know, the NHS gave me the grounding that I needed to do the MDT approach, which I really enjoy. Great. And alongside being a dietitian, you mentioned you're also a certified personal performance coach. For those that are unfamiliar to this title, could you explain what this means and what the training looks like? Yes. So I worked with a coaching academy to become a coach. So you could do business executive coaching, personal performance coaching. And initially I did it because I always want to do something for self-development. And I had almost exhausted all the dietetic behavior change and NLP courses. And I thought, what can I do that's outside of that? And I had a look at the coaching academy and they had a great um, kind of two-year course uh, to be a personal performance coach. And I thought that's great because working in Harrods and having 60 minutes to talk to somebody, you get to know a lot about their business and what they're doing. We do a lot of goal setting. And I found it almost a bit unnerving to talk to people about something I didn't really know how to give advice on. So I thought, why don't I learn to ask the right questions? And a lot of this coaching is asking the right question. It's not necessarily giving them any answers or telling them how to run a business or what to do, but it's giving them the tools to be able to answer their own their own questions. So I really enjoyed doing that. It was two years. It was a lot of um, self-study at home, but something I quite enjoy. So it does help me with my work. People don't necessarily come to see me for performance and to you know excel in their careers, but it's helped me with doing uh, training other dietitians, mentoring, um, providing services in Harrods for training as well. So I train a lot of Harrods um, senior management on how they can improve their team performances. And it's just giving them some extra extra little nuggets of knowledge, I suppose. But yeah. it has people learning about it. Kudos to you. That sounds really interesting. And I suppose performance means different things for different people so you know you can really adapt your skill set and your knowledge uh, to different you know different audiences so I think it's great that you've got that added to your skill set thank you would you recommend the training to other dietitians 
I think 100%. It's great for self-development. So if you just want to almost progress in your own careers and things, you'll get the right toolkit to help you to do that. They do do two-day taster courses and things, so you could go on and see if you want it. There is a big financial commitment to doing something like this, but definitely, you know, if you have a budget for CPD and, you know, your employer helps you towards this, it's it's a really good one to have. Right. And which other practitioners are in the wellness clinic with you at Harrods? I read in an article that you wrote for Network Health Digest that you work alongside GPs, sound healing specialists, acupuncturists, osteopaths and physiotherapists. And this sounds like a really holistic approach to health. Do you work together as a team for some patients' care? Um, and if so, does this team incorporate in a similar way to the NHS MDT? So we do work together. Yes, uh, we refer clients as and when needed. We don't have any regular meetings unless we really need to. Um, we don't have a structure where we can see what they write about their clients. So if they came in for an acupuncture session or, um, you know, podiatry, I wouldn't know unless uh, they physically came to me and told me that I've seen your client. So it's nothing set in stone, nothing regular, but we do cross-refer clients and we do see clients. So for example, my diabetes clients, if it's uncontrolled, I would do a referral to podiatry to say, you know, it would be good if you had um, just had a look and see if this client needs your support and your help. Um, a lot of my clients uh, are from a sporting background and then we'd refer to maybe sports massage or cryotherapy as an additional service that they can bolt on to seeing me and they're already in the clinic so it makes sense for them to do everything in one go before they leave. Mm -hmm. And would you say that all of the practitioners or therapists that you work with within the wellness clinic follow an evidence-based approach? So this is a tough question because when we as dietitians talk about evidence-based it's completely different to what someone like Harrods would mean uh, what evidence base would mean to them. So they're all registered professionals. They all have governing bodies looking after them. But we do have services, for example, sound healing. You know, we wouldn't, I don't in particular know what the evidence base around that is. I know it's huge and I know there's a lot going on in the sound healing space at the moment. So I would say, you know, there, there will be an evidence base to that. I don't necessarily know it. Other services like vitamin drips, you know, there's huge controversy over having drips, but we we have a massive vitamin drip, um, you know, offering and take up as well. So and everything is done in the right standards in Harrods. There's no, you know, there's nothing that falls between the gaps and it's done in the best interest of the clients and a decision is made with the doctors and nurses. But I know there's huge area of grey for us when we talk about something like vitamin drips. Mm. And I suppose everyone has individual needs and preferences. So you have to respect people's wishes. And yeah, uh, yeah. so I totally understand where you're coming from there. So I think for a client, for example, if there is a drip like that's offering weight loss, for example, you'd know that someone getting a fat loss or weight loss strip isn't actually going to give them immediate weight loss. But that's when, um, for example, the clinic would refer to me to say this client is quite interested in weight loss. Would you like to have a consultation with them? And that's how our cross referring happens. And then it's not probably my job to say, oh, you know, don't go for a drip. But what the client wants is essentially what they're going to get as long as it's a package of care that works in their interest. OK, thank you. I believe your role at Harrods extends beyond seeing patients one-to-one -one in clinic. 
Could you tell us about the other projects you're involved with at Harrods? Yes. So one of the biggest things that I do is events at Harrods. So I love being on a panel and being able to give the nutrition part of it. So more recently, we've been talking about benefits of tea and how, you know, the importance and are there any nutritional benefits? So tea was a big one um, for me. We did one on uh, wellness and what wellness actually means, because that's such a big word nowadays, wellness. But what what does that mean and how do I tackle wellness? So events is a big space for Harrods and I always take part in events. Learning and development is another one. So educating teams or doing activities with teams that can boost morale, helping them with even if it's their fitness or their nutrition, sleep, mindset, something that will help them personally and professionally at work. So I do a lot of work with just Harrods employees and the senior management team of Harrods. And then, as I mentioned, I'm in the food hall almost every day. So that's my favorite Mm -hmm. place to hang out. When I'm not Mm -hmm. seeing clients, I am looking at products. So things like formulating new products, uh, looking at labeling, what's working, um, the trends that are going with products is another thing that I'm really interested in, and product development. So my first degree is actually in food science. I did nutrition and Mm. food science before I did dietetics. So I use a bit of the food science part when I'm in the food halls. What a huge breadth of skills you have. I, I also find that product development side of things really interesting and keeping up with trends and understanding what consumers are looking for. So you're, you know, in the food hall, you've you've got so much kind of probably change and innovation going on uh, that it must be a really exciting place to be. It's so good. I didn't, I never thought I'd enjoy food, uh, food tech, food science. You know, when I did my BSE at Nottingham, I didn't do too well in the food science bit. I actually did really well in the nutrition. So I naturally started gravitating towards nutrition and ended up becoming a dietitian. It's always a little part of me that wants to go back and be a food scientist. Oh, never say never. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It is an interesting side of things. And I think it's great you've got both, uh, that kind of scientific element, the, the technology and the processing. And then you've also got that clinical people-centered skill set as well. So yeah. Sounds sounds really interesting. And what would you say has been your proudest achievement or project since you started at Harrods? Oh, God, there's so much going on in Harrods. I think one of the biggest things for me was launching my own podcast. That was a whole experience. You know, it was a delight to do. I really enjoyed it. And I felt like that gave me that all time high. It was one of the things I really wanted to do. So Having been in Harris, I had the opportunity to, you know, the time and the space to be able to launch the podcast. So that's been great. On top of that, I've had um, a hand in product development, which for me is just immense to know that you can give your input and bring a product to almost market is amazing. And I wouldn't say I do that single handedly. There are so many big teams behind. But just knowing that you can be one of the people that input that is a massive Mm -hmm. thing. They're my two highlights. They sound great. And are there any exciting opportunities ahead of you that you're able to share with us? Um, In the realm of product development, yes. So that's all I can actually say at the moment, but I am really looking to um, do a bit more from the product development side this year. Oh, very exciting. And your podcast looks great as well. I I, uh, checked out before and you've got some really exciting guests on there. So yeah, if anyone's listening, definitely give that a listen. What does the future hold for your work at Harrods then? What's next? Is there a plan for the dietetic service offering to expand? Is there demand for that? We'd love to hear more. There's definitely a demand for it. It's not something I have really been 
you know, too passionate about when it comes to growing. So I know that I can get more dietitians in there and we can offer more specialist services. For me, people management is not something I've ever enjoyed. So I know that if I was to expand my service and have more people in, you know, I'm there's another element of management that I would have to do, which is not something I truly enjoy doing. I So for me, it's easier to refer out. When I have um, clients that come into the service that are specialists for IBS or anything like that, I just move them into another dietitian's clinic, which I'm very happy to do at the moment. However, I think in the long run, we do need to expand the service. Harrods should and will be providing a bigger offering. Um, and from a dietetic point of view, I would I would be the one who expands that service. So that's definitely something that we'd look into. Uh, we're in the process of actually growing a clinic in Dubai. So that's my next um, hub because we serve a lot of the Middle East and a lot of my clients are already based in the Middle East. It makes it easier for me to go out and do a clinic there. So I do want to grow Harrods at the same time I'd like to... Um, you know, start a clinic in Dubai. And aside from all of that, I think one of the biggest things I want to do with Harrods is product development. Okay. So would you say those things are the main goals that you want to achieve going forward? Yes. They're the ones that I will be focusing on a little bit more this year. Brilliant. I mean, all of this, you know, these projects that you're working on, they require quite a lot of business insight. And that is something that, you know, is quite unique, I'd say. You know, where, where did you get your business skills from? Is it something that you've learned along the way or have you always been quite savvy from a business perspective? I'd say I've always been quite safe from a business perspective. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't branch out and do my own thing until I really knew that I could do something successfully. And, you know, I've always worked in the NHS. I've had the safety of the NHS for a very long time behind my career. And I'm always just so very grateful that I started off there. I think I did learn business working in private practice. So private practice essentially is a business. You know, you are trying to make money for somebody and you're trying to keep a business going. So working privately, I did. And then working for myself, I started to think about, you know, the business side of things. There are some amazing dietitians out there that are doing business in, in different forms. So I do... I do network with them and I'm very open to asking them questions of how do you actually do this and what does this mean? And, you know, even the basics of what kind of expenses do we have to do and how do you feel comfortable with charging clients a certain amount? All of these questions, I've, I've used other dietitians to support me in just getting my head straight and what the answers actually are. Amazing. And yeah, that's something about private practice that maybe not all dietitians or maybe dietitians do, but maybe people outside the dietetic community might not appreciate that there's a lot of, you know, that those business ins and outs are involved with private practice. So yes, it's interesting to hear your, your, uh, your perspective. Yeah. I felt like I had to nail the dietetics bit before I could do the business bit because then that's you don't have to worry about. At least you know how to handle your clinical load. You know how to handle your work and you excel in that. And that's the bit that really fulfills you. The business bit, you almost learn on the job. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's a really good uh, way to, I suppose, close up today's episode. And we've just got one last question for you. What advice would you give dietitians listening who are inspired by your career journey? Um, take your time in your careers. Make sure you do have a good, solid uh, nutrition foundation before you uh, start to work on your own. Because when you do work on your own, it is really lonely. I don't have any other dietitians that work with me. And, you know, it's really hard to like bounce ideas off or know that you're doing the right thing. So whilst I do clinical supervision and I get 
I have supervisors for myself that are dietitians that I bounce my ideas off. I think it's really important that you have a sound grounding. And right now, the only place I feel like you can get something really quickly is in the NHS because private practice is so varied. You don't have a regular stream of clients coming through that you can tackle. So that's my number one advice. And the other thing is find other dietitians to connect with that are doing what you would like to be doing and maybe build and grow with them. So don't be afraid to reach out and say, actually, I'd love to do something similar. Could you mentor me or guide me or just be available to answer questions? That's what that's that's what I've always offered people. And it's worked for me when people have given me the same service. Thank you for that advice. I'm sure that'd be really valuable for our listeners. Thank you, Reshma, for coming onto the podcast today. It was great to hear all about your work in Harrods. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. A huge thank you to Nuoutja for making this podcast possible. And if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, why not share it with a friend or colleague who you think would find it interesting? Our next episode of the Dietitian Cafe will be out soon. But in the meantime, you can check out our previous episodes or head over to our RD2B Dietitian Cafe podcast, where once a month our student dietitian host discusses the world of dietetics with a range of guests, all aimed at aspiring dietitians. Thank you for joining us at the Dietitian Cafe. See you next time.